Welcome to In the Stacks, brought to you by the Lewistown Public Library in Lewistown, Montana, a podcast about the wide and wild world of libraries. Hi guys, it's Brittany. Welcome back to In The Stacks. It's been a while, but it's been a busy few months here at the library as we welcome new students and families back after many months without programming in the library, as well as welcome our new director, Alyssa Wallentees, into our library family. That's what this episode and this conversation is all about. I sat down with Alyssa to have a little introductory convo about her background and how she came to be here in Lewistown, and then we chatted about some of our library memories and what we've been reading lately. So join me for this fun conversation as we get to know Alyssa a little better. All right, it's going, it's recording. Yay. Hello, podcast friends. It has been so long. It's been a long time. Um, Don't mind my terrible voice. I'm getting over being sick, Uh, but I will give him my best shot. Um, I'm here with a very special guest today. Um, Our new library director, Alyssa Wallentees. Perfect. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Okay, good. <laughs> no one gets it right. That was excellent. Thank you. Yeah, I'm here with... here. <laughs> can't say anything else, right? <laughs> I'm here with our new director, Alyssa, and I'm really excited to have you here to kind of just chit-chat about whatever. That's kind of what we do on the podcast. People just love to listen to our random rambling conversations so that usually is what happens um so yeah thought we'd just talk to you and get to know you a little bit sounds good so totally casual just chill conversation sounds great yeah so Alyssa, where are you from how'd you end up here i'm from ikalaka which is in the southeastern corner of the state. It's about 350 people. Uh-huh. So I graduated with a class of 11. Making Lewistown look like a big metropolis. Oh, yeah. When I first <laughs> came here, I couldn't believe how much there was to do in Lewistown. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like, wow. But I love Lewistown. I'm really enjoying it. And it's a lot closer to home than Japan was. So yeah, it's been great, too. Tell us about your background in Japan. I was there for two years teaching, and I miss my kids. It was really, really fun, but I'm happy to be back home. Yeah. I'm not happy because I don't have school lunch anymore, oh, so I never had it. to pack a lunch in Japan. Oh, that was nice. amazing. Yeah. It was like vegetables, <laughs> but I didn't have to cook myself. The other teachers and I would kind of freak out on some break. Like, how are we going to eat vegetables? How do we cook? <laughs> do we cook? <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little about how how you ended up in Japan. Kind of what, how your path got you all the way over there. 
I had a high school English teacher who was in the Navy. And she was posted in a lot of different places, but she really liked Japan. So I had to take a language when I was at Stanford. You have to take at least a year of a foreign language. And I chose Japanese and really enjoyed that. So I just decided to keep going with it, partly because it was really difficult and I was too stubborn to quit. <laughs> so I took three years of Japanese and then studied abroad for a quarter and then wanted to go back after college. So I applied for a teaching program. Where in Japan were you? Like what city? So when I studied abroad, I was in Kyoto, okay. which is like the really old capital if you think of like the big orange gates and that sort of stuff yeah. when you think of oh, japan okay. the big temples yeah. and like the women in kimono and stuff like that that's like the base for all of that yeah um when i went back i went to hokkaido which is up north okay. and it's really different it's more like montana really where, yeah oh wow because the indigenous people there that i knew they fought back the japanese for a really long time so there wasn't Japanese settlement in those areas until yeah. about 1850. Oh, wow. So I was in actually, one of the schools I taught at was one of the oldest schools in Hokkaido. Yeah. It was 148 years old. And oh, my gosh. Ah, there goes the pen. <laughs> I always do that. <laughs> yeah, so that was good. I don't know. Nice. I really, I went up there because I'd visited Hokkaido when I lived in Kyoto. And Kyoto okay. is in the south. Yeah. It's southern compared to Hokkaido. Yeah. It's so hot in the really? summer. Yeah. So I went and visited Hokkaido during the summer. It's like, oh, it's cool. It's a dairy place. So the ice cream is amazing. The food's really good. If I come back, I'm going to be here because yeah. it's not 100 degrees. So that's why I went to Hokkaido. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Ice cream would bring me back. So good. <laughs> the dairy farms are really good. <laughs> That's awesome. So you spent some time in Japan and mm -hmm. now you're back here. So what interested you or interests you in libraries and the library as an institution? I just really like libraries and I've liked them for a long time. I remember being so happy when I got to the age where instead of going to daycare, I could go to the library by myself after yeah. school. <laughs> so I just lived in the library. And I actually was on one of those meetings for public library directors. Yeah. And I thought a name looked familiar. And it did. She used to be the library in e librarian in Ikalaka. Oh. So she was like, yeah, I remember you. And <laughs> When you were that pesky patron that came after school. <laughs> well, I was the patron that never returned anything on time and uh, always got the letters and the phone calls. So now that I'm making letters and phone calls, it feels like a very special sort of revenge <laughs> by the universe. I would just check out too many books and hoard them forever yeah. so no one else could like have them. Oh, but I did that too. Really I remember in grad school, mm -hmm. I wrote my thesis about dental anthropology. And there's not a lot of like books about like general dental anthropology so I had the ones from the University of Montana library checked out to me for like three entire semesters yes <laughs> so sorry to anyone who wanted to read about dental anthropology I had to do my thesis did you get like into any wars with other students about the books you had checked out 
Not those ones, no. Mm -hmm. But there was always, you know, they always had the books that were required for classes. Yeah. They had like one or two copies Uh available to check out. And that was always like a rush. Yeah. (laughs) For college kids that couldn't afford books to get there and check them out before anyone else. So, yeah. I would get in like recall wars where I'd have this really specific book out that I needed for my thesis research. And then someone would recall it because you can do that. Yeah. You can like say, okay, I need this back in 10 days. Oh. And then you have to return it. And like a then, hyper hold. Yeah, it's a hyper hold. That's such a good way of describing it. So someone would put a hyper hold on my book and what I would do. And it's like the nastiest, pettiest thing ever. I would put a hold, like a recall as soon as they checked it out. And in the meantime, I would interlibrary loan it. So oh I would God. have it. <laughs> you were working the system. It was, yeah. It was not very nice, but... We don't have that technology at the Lewistown Public Library. It's a very no good thing we don't. Yeah. <laughs> no hyperholds here. Well, dental anthropology? Yeah. So my degree mm-hmm. is in forensic and biological anthropology. Hmm. So I did my thesis on um, comparing the use of dental uh, morphological traits versus craniometric traits as a proxy for um, genetic data in archeological research. <laughs> and I can't believe I like ever was smart enough to do a thing like that. <laughs> now I'm like, <laughs> I need a calculator to do like six times five. <laughs> right, I'm forgetting my times tables and it's really bad. Right. But that sounds so cool. So is that That's like, cool. so you can track how populations moved and migrated Yeah, so time? I was looking specifically mm-hmm. at the Pacific Islands. Ooh. And because there's really interesting migration patterns. And I was also breaking mm-hmm. it down um, by sex. So looking mm-hmm. at whether um, patrilineal and matrilineal, like traditionally patrilineal and matrilineal mm-hmm. groups in those areas, if um, the phenotypic data was matching the genetic data data as far as their migration patterns for each sex. <laughs> so when you're talking about like phenotypes versus geno- genotypes? Yeah, so phenotypes mm-hmm. would be like the physical manifestation of a trait Yeah. Um, versus the genotype would be what's coded in, um, in the DNA. So, so if, phenotypes uh-huh. can be influenced by, you know, external factors um, like with... Uh, skeletal traits, it's like nutrition and huh. um, climate to some extent and that kind of thing. Um, and the the research says that like dental morphological traits are, now I don't remember the word, <laughs> but they more close, they're less, um, less influenced by outside influences. So oh, they, they so more cool. closely, supposedly more closely match the genotype, whereas the craniometric data will vary a little bit from what the genotype says. So I was trying to basically show that oh. within my data. And I had a really crappy data set. Oh, no. <laughs> and I didn't really get any uh, definitive um, conclusions, really. But I guess with the master's thesis, all you're trying to show is that you know how to set it up and how potentially you would try to extract that information if you had a good data set. And I had a crappy one. But oh well. That sounds cool. God, I haven't thought about my thesis in years.
When you were saying, like, I remember when I used to be that smart, I think of that all the time. It's like, I just want to snag, like, 15-year-old me who was doing all the stats and, like, calculus. Right? That would have been, like, 18 for calculus, but yeah, I'd be like, please run these for me. I don't know how to do this anymore. Uh, yeah, I can do some things better now, but not science. Yeah. Just like any, like, language you use... If you use it, you keep it, and if you don't use it, it is gone so fast. Totally. Totally true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, back to libraries. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Oh, no, that's okay. So you were kind of talking about, Mm -hmm. um, like, when you were a kid going to Mm -hmm. the library in Ikalaka. So what what are some of your, like, really vivid memories of using the library as a kid? Because I feel like it's such a big thing when you're a child. It used to be in this really old building. Yeah. And it's it's moved since. But so you walked in and it was almost like, I think half of it was underground. I think it was kind of oh, like ours here. Yeah. And so it was like, it would be hot and sunny outside. And then you'd walk in and it would be all nice <sighs> and shady. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I loved it. I read so many things there I would curl up in these big chairs and just read for hours yeah um, that was how my mom like when I wasn't working on 4-H projects for fair yeah um it was usually because I'd like started reading the Harry Potter series yeah. and then she'd have to take away my books <laughs> in the week before fair or else I wouldn't get anything else done but yeah. And now I think libraries are so cool because they're just a place where everyone can come and do things like that. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I remember being blown away as a kid by like any subject that you could like get into. You could just go to the library and dive in. Like I yeah. randomly would get into like tornadoes and I could just go and read all of these books about tornadoes or like, I don't know, painters I got really into for a while or just any literally any subject and you can just you know just dive in and I thought that was so cool as a kid I've never like thought of it that way I, I know that's what we do but yeah. it's I would always come read like all the fiction books <laughs> yeah. in the, you know like in I, the I kids that section <laughs> and that was about as yeah. far as I went usually yeah. I think so what was your library like Growing up, what do you Well, I, I grew up in Billings, mm-hmm. so Billings has a pretty big library. They've since torn down my childhood library and built <gasps> this new, like, absolutely beautiful library. <laughs> but um, I went to the Parmley Billings Library as a kid, and I have vivid memories of the building. There was this big, like, big wide spiral staircase in the very middle of the building. Like all the kids stuff was downstairs, all the adult stuff was upstairs and this big spiral staircase in the middle that went up and it was just like iconic. Oh, and they had this giant, kind of their mascot was a big bear. Not like a teddy bear, (laughs) but not like a grizzly bear. It was just this kind of like (laughs) oafy, weird looking bear. And they had like, it was probably not that big, but it felt like, as a kid, like a 30-foot tall teddy bear in their kids' area um, that you weren't supposed to climb on, but of course I oh, always climbed yeah. on it. Sounds like, like a magic, like almost like a castle. Totally. A little bit like Hogwarts, like yeah. the big spiral staircases yeah. and strange artwork. and Yeah, and it was huge, and just like kind mm-hmm. of discovering different areas of it as I got older, like... 
the kids area downstairs when I was younger. And then like they had a teen area upstairs where you could like check out CDs. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I remember that. got really excited about that when I got a little older and learning how to use the computers and find the magazines and all this stuff. It was just so much fun. I had a little kid in the yeah. other day yeah. and she came up to the front desk and she had the Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's so cool. You can get Scooby-Doo at the library for free. <laughs> <laughs> for free. Like, you have to pay for it on Amazon. And she thought Netflix was free, which was the cutest thing. Oh. She was like, well, they'd be free on Netflix, but they're not on Netflix and you have to pay for them on like Amazon. Yeah. But I can come to the library and get them for free. So I appreciate yeah. that the Scooby-Doo movies are still doing well. Right? Yeah, it. I had a kid ask about those today too. I don't know. They're a hot commodity. I guess. They got it figured out, man. I mean. Right? Yeah. <laughs> did they do the summer reading program in Ekalaka? I'm sure we did. I don't remember the summer reading program a lot, yeah. but like my mom remembers taking me in. So we lived halfway in between Ekalaka and Baker growing oh, up. Oh, okay. So I had cards at both libraries. Nice. And got letters from both libraries. <laughs> But we would go to the Baker Library, and the librarian there was really great. Yeah. And so was the one in Ekalaka, but we'd take home just so many picture books yeah. and read them at night. And she would, my mom would like fall asleep in the middle, and we always thought that was so funny, which I feel so bad about now. Oh. She'd be like, Winnie Pooh and his friends. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd just start speaking gibberish. And of yeah. course, I have three younger brothers, and all of us would be like, oh. <laughs> Mom's hilarious. This is the best thing ever. And now that I've experienced not quite like that level of no sleep, but I'm like, oh, I felt so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure we had them. I don't remember doing them, but yeah. I also was out at the ranch a lot in uh -huh. the summers. Yeah. I'm sure I did them. I just have a very bad memory. <laughs> I'm sure they had a great program at Billings. Oh, yeah. It was really big. I don't ever remember any of the themes or if they did themes, but I remember one year I was really into the Magic Treehouse books and yes. read like the whole series during the summer reading program and just like <laughs> knocked it out of the park. I like <laughs> slayed that summer reading program <laughs> thanks Aww. to the Magic Treehouse. <laughs> it no. was really fun. Everyone loves the Magic Treehouse books. I shouldn't oh, say that. Great. But even like overseas. So I went through with one of my friends in Japan and we looked at all the book covers for yeah. like the Magic Treehouse series, Harry Potter. Everything is so different. Really? Like it's not the same. It's a totally different art style. Oh, yeah. On huh. the covers and everything. So because we were talking, I think we were talking about the Magic Treehouse books. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I loved those. And we pulled it. She pulled it up on her phone and I went, that's not that's not right but yeah. it's interesting how all of that changes by country yeah good yeah. choice They're and i'm sure you just like absolutely demolished the competition i well i at the time my memory is that i did mm -hmm. at the time i probably was just like your average 10 year old or whatever but it felt pretty uh i was triumphant at the time oh yeah yeah i just realized thinking about how the parmley billings library is no more and mm -hmm. now, so my other like big mi library memory is the Missoula Library when I mm -hmm. lived there and taking like my kids when they were really little oh. and whatever. And now 
they haven't torn that building down, but they don't use that library anymore. They're in a new, they a new, new building. building so they? both of my big library memories yeah. are no more. Mm. Yeah. But libraries must move on. I At suppose. least we have photos now. We do. And both of the new libraries are just gorgeous. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a loss. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Sweet. So I thought we also might want to chat about what we've been reading lately. Oh, yeah. For or sure. I guess like, first off, what, what kind of reader are you? How would you describe yourself as a reader? I read anything and everything to the point that like I read cereal boxes compulsively yeah. at the <laughs> breakfast table. I have been doing that for years because yeah. it's words and they're right there. Yeah. You know, um, right now I'm trying to read a lot of nonfiction. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying that. It's nice to feel like you're learning something and yeah, um, that you can apply. Like I read this book called Fuzz. Oh, the Mary Roach one. Yes, was I it love good? her. It was good. I read some of her older stuff. I read like Stiff. Stiff was good. Stiff was good. The the sex one. I don't remember I what that one's that called. One. That I one think was it's really called good. Bonk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's great. No, I thought she was really good. I think it's interesting when you get books like that where you're trying to look at like, like things like hunting, but you you don't come from a community or culture that hunts. Yeah. Um, but I thought she did a pretty decent job with that. Yeah. But then so when it came up today in a meeting about how there was a an animal problem <laughs> somewhere, um, I was like, oh wait, I read about that. And if you're gonna try to do like a bird deterrent thing, like <laughs> things, things like that, this is why they don't work. Yeah, yeah. So that was, it's kind of fun when you get stuff like that. And as yeah. soon as you figure something like that out or read about it and then it pops up, or you can see it popping up in real life. But oh, yeah. I like that. And I'm reading a lot of youth fiction right now. Yeah. So I love like the Hunger Games books. So I just checked out, what is it? Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. S- uh, snakes and Songbirds. Snakes and Songbirds. It's a, re- yeah, obscenely long title. <laughs> it is. It's a very long book too compared yeah. to the other ones, I think. Yeah. Oh. I haven't read that mm-hmm. one, the new one. I compulsively reread things. So <laughs> I have such a short memory that I can reread things oh. over and over again. And I find it really relaxing. Yeah. So I reread, reread the Hunger Games. I don't know how many times I've reread them, but yeah. I did that twice or three times just in the past like six months. Yeah. yeah. But what are you reading? What am I reading? I'm actually trying to get into more like horror stuff Ooh. for Halloween season. Halloween. Um, I actually picked up a Stephen King called Bizarre of Bad Dreams. Um, which is a bunch of his short fiction. Oh. And I'd read a couple of his novels and mm-hmm. wasn't a huge fan. I don't know. I just, it wasn't wasn't for me. But his short fiction I really like. Oh. Um, and that collection is really, because they're not all horror. They're, they're mm-hmm. all like, everything in that collection is like kind of about death um, and just all these different approaches to you know, looking at it as a tragedy and looking at it from like a spooky kind of Halloween-y aspect or like a supernatural aspect. So that that's kind of nice. And they're all fairly short too. So it's like you get a good taste, good quick taste of all these different types of stories. I liked that one a lot. And I also just read My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. So he wrote um, 
The Only Good Indians, which came out oh, last year. It was I haven't read that yet. Oh, so good. Um, so that was a really big one last year that I really liked. Um, and the new one, My Heart is a Chainsaw, wasn't as good as the other one. Mm. Um, I think I had higher <laughs> expectations than mm. what I got out of it. But if you're like a horror movie buff mm. or you're really into like the kind of campy horror pop culture, there's a lot of references to that oh. kind of stuff in that book. So we have both of those at the library if you want to check them out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading? I've noticed that you are like, like uh, you check out like, yeah. This, this many books. This many is like a three foot stack of yeah. books at a time. And you're like, I stayed up all night and read this. No. <laughs> so you read I a try lot. I to stop at like midnight. I read, I, I do read a lot. I get, like reading settles me in a really good way. Me too. So yeah. You use it like for that. If I can tell if I haven't read a book all the way through in a couple of, maybe like a week. Yeah. Because I'll start getting kind of cranky almost. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, like, break from reality. Not in, like, yeah. a, I'm having a break from reality, but in, like, like I'm escaping a little bit. And if you're going to do that, I think it's a very good way yeah. to, to do that sort of escape. I read that. I read Fuzz. I've read quite a few Christie's because I love Agatha or Agatha. I can never, I have, like, this complex <laughs> about her first name. Um, Agatha. I don't, I don't I haven't even thought about how you say I, like, Agatha. Agatha? 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 I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just my accent. <laughs> but I I love her books and have yeah. been reading a lot of those. Um, the Anne Cleves books about the Fair Isles in Scotland. Yeah. They're a mystery series. Nice. I've been reading a lot of those. Um, I read the Rainbow Rowell Oh, Simon Snow. I love that one. I read that like right at the beginning of like lockdown. I was just like, I really need to escape. (laughs) And some like wonderful queer YA fantasy. It was so good. It was so good. Love it. I haven't read the new one. The third one. But all of them. (laughs) That one was really good too. Was it? And I have it checked back in now. (laughs) So, but yeah, those and, um, I've had some other ones out too. I'm reading one on plants. Your mind on plants. I should talks read about that like one. caffeine and opioids and oh, the Michael Pollan. Yeah, yeah, that one. Nice. Great last name for a guy who writes about plants. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of. I mean, that was. I'm sorry. That's a huge list and some things I've been checking out and then checking back in. So that's why I've had such a stack. But that's okay. Yeah. That's the beauty of the library. It's like no hard, no foul if you don't read it. Yeah. You just bring it back. If you don't Someone watch Scooby-Doo, it's still free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Cool. What are you excited about in the future of the LPL? What are you looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to doing lots of programming stuff. I miss being a teacher. Yeah. And I'm excited to have kids in doing stuff at the library and learning. Yeah. Um, cause I kind of, I've seen that in a lot of ways, just how much difference it can make to have a supportive adult. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. And I mean, I lived right across from the library when I was here, when I worked with NRCS and I, yeah. I know I've said that a million times, but I loved this library. I was here all the time Yeah. and I didn't have 
internet. I didn't have a TV. <laughs> so it I really was, is like yeah. the library is the last like free place you can go and just be. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go anywhere else and like just sit there. Like you can't go to a yeah. coffee shop and not spend money and just sit there. You know, the yeah. library really is unique in that way and really, really important. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it is a little bit like Hogwarts. Whenever <laughs> you come into a library, I think like there are so many different stories and yeah, I'm excited for people to see that. And I think they do. Uh-huh. Um, I've been really impressed by the community support for the library and oh yeah, the patrons love they're they're so supportive. That really blew mm-hmm. me away when I started working here is that the staff has like genuine relationships with patrons. Like we know patrons by their name and we know what they like to read, which is the beauty of like a small town oh, and a okay. small library is we really can get to know our patrons in that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's there's so much support there. It's really great. No. So I'm really excited to like, like you're saying, to work with smaller groups of people to do focused things. And you can do so much stuff. Like I worked with schools that had 450 kids in school and schools that had, you know, maybe 20 in the entire school. And I think a lot of times people think of having smaller numbers as, you know, a disadvantage. And in some ways it is, but in other ways you can do things you couldn't do if you were trying to do them with thousands and thousands of people and you know that you're like having an influence on a bigger portion or a bigger right yeah proportion Mm -hmm. of your community than maybe in a bigger city where they're you know reaching out to a lot of people but it's a smaller fraction of that whole community and I feel like we have a really solid reach to everybody in Lewistown I think that's really awesome definitely Looking forward to it. Yay. Woohoo. Looking forward to... I'm just really looking forward to working with the staff that we have. We are too. We're very glad you're here. Yay. Yay. Looking forward into the sunset or what do they say? We ride off into the sunset. <laughs> That's all we do. So. Right into the glare. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Thank you, Alyssa. Hello everyone, it's Brittany again. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of In the Stacks and for that lovely conversation with Alyssa. It's been a joy to have her here and she has lots of great big plans and exciting ideas to implement here at the LPL. So we can all look forward to what the future holds here at the Lewistown Public Library. We'll be back in about a month or so for another episode of In the Stacks. And in the meantime, you can listen back in our feed to our past episodes. We are all the way up to number 13. Thanks for supporting the podcast and the library, you guys. And I will chat with you soon. Stacks is produced by the staff at the Lewistown Public Library in Lewistown, Montana. 
Subscribe to In The Stacks on Spotify, Google, and all other major podcast platforms. Follow us at LPL Graham on Instagram or Lewistown Public Library on Facebook for the latest updates on library happenings, including the podcast. If you have an idea for an episode or a topic you would like us to explore, email us at lewistownpubliclibrary at gmail.com. Thank you for supporting the library.